Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two shrimp tails in our box of cereal. What's up, Sarah and G? <laughs> oh, of all the things I was expecting this week, that was not one of them. Um, <laughs> and I'm gagging just thinking about it. <laughs> yes, you're um, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you like pleasant surprises, follow me okay. on Twitter at Sarah Siders. Follow the show at Potadelphia. I guess that's a good as a good of a transition as we could have hoped. And um, <laughs> my name's Gene Zielek. You can find me at producer Gene. And uh, you know, the only thing I used to dig for in cereal boxes was whatever the prize was. Um, were you the, the type of people that like when you would have those on Saturday mornings, you would get the, the biggest bowl you had in the kitchen and dump the whole box of cereal in there just to get whatever the stupid thing was at the bottom and then try and put all of the cereal back into the box before your mom woke up, um, which was never effective, by the way. <laughs> um, but I am glad that I never found seafood in any of those. <laughs> I think generally speaking. Um, and I believe rat droppings and some string as well. Yeah, it sounds like the kind of stuff you would find in a litter box. Um <laughs> If we were playing Jeopardy, I guess that would be the category. We we um, fortunately had we had the um the uh the the Tupperware cereal container, so we would pour the the giant box of cereal into the Tupperware container, take the prize, and then we had the um. Uh, my mom thought it, it kept the the cereal fresher longer, which well, I'm sure it did. That was by design. Oh, by the way, in case you were wondering, you can also find the show on Twitter at Philadelphia. I don't we know. know. Okay. I think I think we went through that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the the culprit, and uh, many people have that ranked as their number one cereal. Uh, it was mine until till recently, very very recently. I think yeah. I'm gonna go back to Apple Jacks. I'm not a big cereal person, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch was a was a favorite. Um, Original, just plain old Frosted Flakes. I mean, I guess they're not plain, but I mean, Frosted Flakes, um, popular. Um, Rice Krispies, that's about it. I'm yeah, not to belabor this point, but when I saw the, the when I saw the picture of the shrimp tails <laughs> next to the the CTC squares, um, I, I honestly thought it was just some like mangled up cinnamon toast crunch because you know sometimes you get some squares yeah. get like twisted and then they get like uh i don't know like burnt or like fused together and they turn into some like delicious i'm gonna say those are my favorite crispy ones. uh nugget of cinnamon toast crunch this yeah, is not the case these are definitely definitely some goddamn shrimp tails <laughs> and uh, uh, one of the things that ultimately revolts me is any sort of seafood with a dairy uh, yeah, like you don't want to put any cheese on your seafood really <laughs> um so shrimp in milk is uh absolutely disgusting i, I really uh, my heart goes out to that that's can, can we offer a quick caveat for lobster yeah. mac and cheese P uh yeah okay all right fair. that's pretty tasty fair okay uh we've put it off long enough the Flyers are just in. Uh, I mean, it's just awful. Right? It's does, is this as bad as it gets? Hopefully, it's as bad. I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, it, it's not good. It's it's not good. Um, as we are recording this, the Flyers are currently losing to the Devils four to one. But I mean, that's that's at not home. even at home. But that, that's not even the story. I mean, what happens? Spoke last week. The 
historic, I don't know historic, the, the notable blowout uh, to the yeah. Rangers. Um, coughing up uh, a three-goal lead mm-hmm. to the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An atrocious game against the Islanders. And then a good game against the Islanders. But the, the Flyers just are not playing well enough. And I mean, a good game, but they lost. Right. Yeah, but and, and I I don't want to split hairs or get them in my cereal. Um, I I, I don't want to split hairs, but that was notable. They they played well enough to win that game, except in overtime. They looked miserable oh. in that that overtime loss to the Islanders last night. But there. There were all the elements of the Flyers that we really were hoping for this season. And not just us, not just Potadelphia, not just Flyers fans, but look at national media. Everyone had the Flyers penciled into a playoff spot. Everyone had the Flyers competing for the the top spot in the division. And not just like, oh, they have an outside chance, but like, no, it's between them and somebody else. And that's obviously not the case. Um... And this team is is playing like a team that is utterly lost with very little hope of being found. Um, But I feel like this organization has gone from rebuilding to window is open to, okay, actual Eastern Conference contender to now we're sellers at the deadline in the matter of one season. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, but I think I don't think being sellers at the deadline is indicative of the of the true state of the organization. It's are there problems on the Flyers? Yes, many of them. This season is right now. There are like too many individual things wrong with the Flyers. But why weren't life. they there last year? What is the difference? Okay, why well, said there are too many things there to list, but let's list them. So that last year, we'll start from the net out. Carter Hart was, you know, the band-aid. He he covered up a lot of mistakes, as a great goaltender does. Now he's you know, he's the opposite of band-aid. I don't know, a switchblade? I don't know. He <laughs> he he is causing us to bleed out more. As opposed to keeping us in games, as opposed to winning games on his own. I don't want to say he's losing them on his own, but almost. And let's look at Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott is not capable of carrying a starter's workload. He is oh, the, the platonic form of a black uh, of, a, of a backup. He is the the guy you want. As hey, I'll play once a week if that, like in this condensed schedule. But you know, like I'll play once every two weeks, and you know, if the the ship needs steadying, I can steady it for a couple games. But his production, his his quality of play just drops off when he plays too much. Just hey, due Flyers to his just age. scored. It's four two now, so maybe Victoria. Um, well, let's talk about <laughs> uh, the forwards then. So, Couturier has been injured. Um, he is 
one of the best players on the team, if not the best forward. And then all those kids, we put a lot of faith in the kids stepping up, and they haven't. They haven't. Um, well, but actually, this well, team should be better now than they were last year. It's like it, almost be. everyone's back plus. So it's like, you know, we're, well, we're, let's we're in the these like, we're in the bubble. We're playing all these like top contending teams. And it's like now, you know, like Lindblom's back. I, you know, I, I, Patrick's playing all the, the same cast of characters. I mean, yeah, Niskanen's not there, but why are they worse? And now I'm starting to think like, okay, is this a coaching issue? I, I'm not prepared to say it's a coaching issue yet. I I don't I would I'd be upset if AV was like let go this season. I think he should be back next season and his his seat should be hot. But it, the 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 makeup isn't correct right now. The balance isn't correct. So you mentioned Niskanen being gone, and we've pointed to it before, and the the veteran leadership on the the defense just isn't there. Well, um, Braun, people apparently this is new, but people seem to be talking lately. Like Braun's the best player on our defense, and that's a problem. Well, he's the most consistent. He's been the most steady. People like Myers have not stepped up. Um, Haig hurt, and he's a bottom pair defenseman. Friedman was supposed to be challenging for a regular role. Well, Ron Hextall took him off waivers. So our, our defense has struggled, and from our our defense out, it it, it doesn't. It doesn't build a culture of winning. Um, you know who knows a culture of winning? Shannon McFall, who knows that <laughs> lobster mac and cheese slaps. And I 100% agree, obviously, because I brought it up. Um, I know it's a little late seeing that comment, but it, it, it needed to go up. I, I, couldn't, it did. I couldn't deny it. It did. Like it, it's it's half the best part of a date night. Um, the other <laughs> the other half is not living in a pandemic. Um, but. So let, so that's the defense. The defense is shaky, and they feel shaky. They look like they have no confidence anywhere on the team. Now let's go to the offense. So we lost Niskanen, and then the defense has regressed. Now they hopefully can progress. I think they will. Um, and remember that. Remember things about ages, because I want to go back to that point before we move on to the off after we move to the offense. Let's talk about adding Lindblom and Patrick. Lindblom's um, stamina has always been a concern of mine this season. I think we've definitely seen it. Lindblom have ha has had a good few games in a row after uh, a game off. I think this condensed schedule um, with no practice time, these guys aren't having a bad game and going, all right, we got a day off, two days of practice, and then another game. It's game, day off, game, or game, game, day off. They're not getting in these reps to, to improve bad habits. But Lindblom, the games are the practice. Well, no, they're not. The games are the games. You can't go like, hey, let's run this drill. Because if you do, the puck ends up in the back of the net. I mean, the games will be the practice when we give up on the season. You know, the, the Flyers... Okay, well, we're halfway through the season. What, what, what are we looking at realistically? What? Do, well, I, I want to touch real quick okay, just yeah, yeah, on the sorry. forwards. 
Um, Lindblom shows all the promise. Lindblom will be fine. He'll be back. Patrick, similar sort of situation to Lindblom, but he didn't have he didn't have chemo. He didn't have all that you know physical deterioration uh, of the stress of the illness on his body. But he hasn't been on the ice for a year. And Lindblom, and sorry, Patrick has not shown as many as many moments of brightness, as many reasons to be hopeful. He, he he's beginning to look like this dude needs to change the see, uh, scenery. Also, throwing the fact that he's on a show me contract, and he's not showing people. That's got to be tough mentally to go. Hey, I'm the number two overall draft pick. This is my chance coming back from my migraine disorder. And I'm a liability to the team. Uh, move on. I'm done. Right, I mean, well, I'm the, I mean, are you with me on this? Oh, with with Patrick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I think leave him exposed. Maybe Seattle takes him. Um, he's not going to fetch a huge return. Um, but maybe that pedigree of being the number two overall. Oh, I wasn't even thinking like get something for him. <laughs> oh no, no, <laughs> I, I get him I off think... the roster. Right. Stop and letting it, him. Stop having him get a contributor of, of any like a replacement level. Like, I mean, is he replacement level? Is he below replacement level? No, I'd say he's replacement level, but he I mean, should. I take my but we're not trying to use guy. him that way. We're trying to use him as number three C. You know. <laughs> But yeah, and then like, what's in the wings? What's in the? I mean, like Morgan Frost. That was a failed experiment, right? This never. Oh, he's injured. He's injured. What? Oh, two ply? Did you call him? <laughs> what did I call him? I thought you called him like two ply. You thought you were no, no, no. I just, but yeah, I mean, maybe he maybe that that wouldn't be a bad nickname for. Him. But <clears throat> this this is not going to work out, right? Morgan Frost. Yeah. No, I mean that's way too premature. There. Okay. He he's. He was injured this season, and yeah, there's been some injury things, but I'm not prepared to write Morgan Frost off at all. Okay. Travis Konechny has regressed this season, and... But my point is there's no help, right? There's no help anywhere. Uh, there... No, there's no there's no guaranteed you know, silver bullet coming in. We have Bobby Brink. We have Isaac Ratcliffe. We have... Uh, probably not Jay O'Brien for a bit, but and maybe, but there's uh, we have uh, Zade Wisdom in the AHL. We have uh, Wade Allison. That's, great, so, that's a great name, by the way, Zade Will uh, Wisdom. Holy yes, wonderful name, incredible. wonderful story. Has really shown a lot of um, promise, a lot of oomph. With the Phantoms, Zade Wisdom sounds like a, a comic book hero, and Bobby Brink sounds like a, a, a comic book villain. Oh, we should get on that. Yeah, what else are we gonna do the rest of the season? <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's let's um talk about the thing I want to talk about with ages and the how these help coming in the wings. I, I often think about it. Of you kind of want people at different stages of their career on your team. Yeah. You want, you know, veterans on the back end, you know, not, not on the way back end, but like true veterans, prime of career and kids. And you just backfill them there. Well, the kids are the ones struggling. The prime of the career is pretty small on the flyers. Who do we have in the prime of the career? Couturier playing really well. He's great. 
Mm-hmm. Hey. We have Hayes, who's struggling this year. Mm-hmm. Not Connecting. as bad as he he's getting maligned, but struggling. Um, Raffle and Lawton, who might not be here next year, who probably won't be. They're UFAs. And that's it. That's it. Not, not Konechny? Well, Konechny and Provorov. Provorov. Well, they're the ones that should have made that jump from kids to prime yeah. of career. Yeah. But they're not doing it. I so, mean, age-wise, they're at prime of career. Yes. Like maybe very early. Very early. Early prime. Yeah. So Subprime. It, subprime. <laughs> And just like a subprime loan. Can um, we bundle them together? <laughs> sell them to some schmuck. Can we get some no, mortgage-backed like goals here? No? <laughs> but that's – it's part of the problem now. It's part of the hope for the future that these crop of kids could all enter the prime of their career together. But it's ugly now. And the the question becomes, what happens next? And how big a change do you want to make? You know, I mentioned Konechny before. And Konechny scares the hell out of me because he does make sense to move. If you are looking to change up the chemistry of the team, uh, if you're looking to change up the chemistry of the team, he does make sense to move. Tim asks, so the Flyers are done when it comes to cup contention. For this season, sure. I mean, there, there's nothing that makes me believe that they're they're going to turn it around. Flyers have an empty net right now with two and a half minutes left. Uh, My favorite time of hockey. <laughs> um, the, the Flyers have all the pieces on paper to be a cup contender they're just not i mean if hart doesn't find his game between now and the playoffs i mean they could come in as an eight seed and have suddenly figured it out oh sure it's happened before sure and honestly to to make the playoffs in this division it's almost going to have to be the case but I, the division's so tough the schedule's so tough that i just don't see them making up that ground yeah, what, where where are we in the standings right now? We're in fifth. Um, out of how many? Uh, out of eight. Okay. Uh, top four teams make the playoffs. Um, we're. So, I mean, tonight's not going to help. Tonight's not going to help. We the the Rangers are on our tail. Um, so they're 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 in the conversation to move up to fifth. Yeah. The. The the Penguins have solidified their game as the season's gone on. The Bruins has faltered a little, but neither one of them is falling off. The Islanders and the Capitals are on insane yeah, uh, yeah. streaks. So it's... It's uh, annoying because I feel like the Islanders have taken a, another step forward and we were going the other way. I don't know when if we were so evenly matched last year. Well, I don't think they've taken an organizational step forward. I think... This season is really, really helpful to the style of game the Islanders play. And they're just they're they're where they're gonna be. You know, they have some younger players, they have Barry Trotz. You know, the Islanders are they're there. This is the Islanders window is wide open. I mean, for for I mean, you know, Sarah, like you know, what 30 years we've been there's been an excuse for the mediocrity. 
Uh, uh, not 30. Okay, there's a difference between making an excuse for Because <laughs> I'm fa- as fed up as anybody. I really am. I, I, I know I'm the one trying to explain everything as to why it makes sense, but I'm fed up. Uh, but I, I hear this, well, the Flyers never want to do this, or the Flyers never want to do that, and I feel like the Hexel error has completely skewed everything. But right now, it becomes a question of what do the Flyers do next? And, you know, what would you guys want to do? How big of a change do you want to see this offseason? Or, I want or a big you, change. I want a big, big change? big change. I want all these, like aging veteran guys I, I i just don't think it's gonna work all right and so you want big changes especially with the aging veteran guys yeah uh gene how are you feeling about what do you want to see happen well you know usually i am i am try and squeeze any bit of uh we just scored so it's four well, three now with a minute left. Yeah. Exactly. Empty net does it again. Here's my thing though: is right now it feels like the Caps and and Islanders are so far out ahead, and and I don't want to make excuses in the sense that this is a weird time, but there seems to be something truly mentally off with this team, and I can't say that it's not the fact it's that this, this season is so bizarre. There has never been a comparable uh, schedule in terms of the amount of games you play in the short amount of time. There has not been a comparable lack of travel. They are not seeing some of these other teams like on the West Coast or in the South where maybe they their game matches up better. They're sort of cycling through the same, same things over and over again. And if you have a bad matchup, i.e. the Islanders, i.e. the Bruins, and you have to keep going in against these bad matchups, you don't have them staggered the way that you'd usually – do in a normal year maybe that is something that's mentally uh messing with them I, I this is just such a strange year it's i feel like there was a there could be a certain amount of if you're sitting in the front office be like we can't completely blow the whole thing up because we're hoping that next year gets back to normal um and but you know if you have a piece like connect where you feel like you can maybe actually win a deal if you if you if you send him to a contender I feel like you have to do that. I don't feel like if you can't, if you're not in a position where you feel like you as an organization can win the deal, there's not really a point in doing a deal right now. You might as well just stand pat. You're not going to try and get an impact player right now. There doesn't make any sense. Um, So if you're not going to send one of your better players out and know that you're getting the better end of the deal, you might as well just stay put. There's nobody on this roster on an expiring contract that you would want to really dump for nothing. at least in my opinion, maybe, maybe I'm forgetting someone, but um, you know, and then you sort of have to reconstruct, I guess, using your draft and, 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 and maybe try to sign an unrestricted free agent or something that's in, in the off season to sort of change the chemistry. The, the biggest problem right now is you've, you've put a lot, you've made a lot of bets on certain things and none of it, it none of them have paid off. You made a bet on your goaltender, didn't pay off. You made a bet on your young players, didn't pay off. You made a bet on your, your captain doesn't pay off. Rarely you leave the captain out of this. We'll go on. <laughs> no, actually, Drew is probably the least of their worries right now. Um, and Voracek, I think, has actually played really well this season, too, to be totally honest. Um, so but yeah, I mean, your big bets were definitely you thought you thought you had everything sort of shored up with Carter Hart, and obviously he's having 
and uh, anything you could you can you could term it anything from growing pains to a serious competitive issue where he needs to get himself situated. Um, you know, so here that that's sort of my take. I, I don't I don't know that you you're in a position where you're not going to even if you were to make that last playoff position somehow miraculously miraculously um you are way behind the eight ball as far as the top two teams in your division let alone the the whole conference so um i think you just got to play out the string um i'm inclined to agree not to make any big move in season just because i don't think you're going to get the return that you want and I don't know what move out there guarantees us making the playoffs to make a run, especially with the way the Flyers have played lately. Um, if you want to bring in a, a a run a replacement level, like Dave said earlier, replacement level defenseman for a third round pick, sure. Um, as for what to do next, you know, Dave, you had mentioned the veterans and. You, you had, we had mentioned that the one of you had about the fight in the Flyers that the there seems to be almost like a, a cultural issue, like this team gives up or this team gets too frustrated in their own heads. I think that would be a reason to make a change from some of the older veterans to say, "Hey, there's some sort of mindset here that we can't shake." I, I think you have to be willing to eat. If you don't have the patience to try it again and see what happens next year, I mean, some changes have to be made no matter what. we got to improve the defense. Um, we have to find a new home for Patrick, probably find a new home for Ghost, um, find out what we're going to do with backup goaltender. There, there's, there's a lot of questions like that to be addressed, but you have to ask yourself – how aggressive we want to be in upgrading. I th- I feel like they're going to be aggressive. They're going to be, let's use some of these assets we have to, to make a bigger splash. And Voracek is out there as somebody who could go to Seattle, um, just get that larger salary off your contract. I'm off your team, I I really like Voracek, I, I, but you got to give something to get something, right? Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I just think that the the vibe of the team just is, doesn't work, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know. To me, that that comes from the veterans. Like, what are you like? What whose team is this? Whose team is this? <sighs> For the forward group, I think it comes down to the forward group. So much less of a problem like than who's the team. Like who, this team takes on the personality of which of its players? That's a good question. Because as much as I love Claude Giroux, and people would write off like he doesn't care. That you're gonna stop paying attention. Claude Giroux cares. Claude Giroux has always cared. The question is, does he care too much? Does his frustration and his desperation to win, does that lead to a lot of the rest of the team clutching their sticks and being frustrated and 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 playing in such a way that they get in their own heads? If that's the case, that's 
that's not great. I don't want to imagine the future without Claude Giroux, but for the first time um, in his time with the Flyers, I've begun to think uh, that he might not be here next year. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy that ages well. I think he has those soft hands that, you know, even when the legs go, he'll still be able to distribute the puck. But I'm going to see a team like Toronto, um, Dallas, any number of teams could go, hey, this could be the guy, put him on our third line and on the number one power play. And all of a sudden we go from a, a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, outlier Stanley Cup long shot to maybe a Stanley Cup favorite or, you know, at least in the more in the contention. Um, so I, I think you're going to get your wish that there's going to be some some changes coming. I've pointed to connect me a lot. He just kind of makes sense as he's probably going to fetch you a good return. He's a little up and down. But for anyone wishing connect me gone and I don't think of Patrick Sharp and think of Justin Williams. If he's gone, he's going to be the next one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Williams, you know, due to his longevity and his leadership and his clutch goals, that's kind of special. But I think Konechny has all the tools to be a, a special player. And if we run him out of town, eh, I don't want to say run him out of town. That's bad connotation. But if he's the guy to be sacrificed to make a change for the sake of making a change, I think he's going to be the one that got away. That's why I think if you're going to move him, you have to you have to be clearly getting overpaid. I don't think the Flyers are getting overpaid for anything. <laughs> I mean, with the with the hard with with the hard oh. cap and the stagnant cap, these are going to have to be hockey trades. And you know, and you know, the fact that no one's really playing all that well kind of goes into that as well. Uh, there are people playing well. It, well, I mean, you'd have to be like, okay, you have to look beyond the <laughs> beyond the the actual like performance of the team, delve in there, and say like, okay, well, yeah, but there di- are there diamonds in the rough? Yeah, sure, but yeah, it's yeah, it, it it's not a fun time right now. I'm just I'm glad just- I'm not the one making the decision with this. You know, kind of much like the the Sixer situation with their trade. Like, you know, I just don't. I don't know what to do. I mean, I have my opinion. Is it, there's like probably an 80% chance that my opinion's a bad one. Um, But I'm just happy that, you know, I don't, I don't have to make the decision. Uh, Let's, let's shift gears here and talk a little bit um, about March madness. Are we allowed to say that? Do we just have to pay a royalty somewhere to someone for saying March madness? I said it again. Uh, I got to put, Two Somebody quarters in the three dollars richer in the madness jar. Um, how <laughs> now? How do you do? You guys watch? Do you guys watch the uh, the NCAA tournament or not? Really, kind of just yeah, a casual. I have to be honest. I didn't do a bracket this year. Um, not even for funsies. Not even for funsies. My dad did do one, so I've sort of been like just kind of following along with him. Not even like one for the the billion dollars if you get it all right. No, I should have done one of those, but. Um, yeah, no, but uh, as you know, as it's been well documented, it, it, my house is uh, when when March March comes around, it becomes like little Gonzaga Nation. So, um, like yesterday, we 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 were we were in front of the TV for the Gonzaga game, like a bunch of rabid uh, 
like we were from Washington State or something. I don't know. I still can't explain <laughs> my father's deep, deep passion for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. But hey, here we are. Um, he has been Gonzaga pajama pants on. He has Gonzaga sweatshirt, his hat, everything. In fact, he was in the grocery store early in the day yesterday and ran into uh, our senator, one of our senators that, you know, our national senators. And uh, the senator came up to him and was like, hey, how are they doing? And they, he's like, oh, they, 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 they don't they don't play till till two thirty. He's like, all right, man. Well, good luck to the who, who do you run it? Chris, Chris Coons? No, the other one, Tom Carver. Oh, the one. Uh, no, well, no one knows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK. <laughs> <laughs> who also happens to work at that grocery store so. <laughs> well that's how it works in delaware you know, that's, that's everybody's funny. gonna be you know he his uh his being senator is just like his uh his side job he just moonlights as a senator sarah no yeah. brackets no no brackets um march madness snuck up on me i know that's yeah. hard to believe it's just we're still in march of last year you know it's time has been so weird right so it snuck up on me and I I've watched bits and pieces, um, especially, you know, that first Thursday, that's yeah. always really fun, but I just haven't been able to keep track of, you know, next thing I saw Nova had already won and I was like, well, I guess I'm not watching the Nova game. You know, I just, I haven't been able to catch all the games I want to catch. So let me ask this, um, you know, Gene, you mentioned your dad's rooting for Gonzaga. You know, we have Villanova, kind of casual interest in Villanova. You know, none of us are alums or anything like that. Um, Drexel was an interesting story. Um, who does everyone have in their women's uh, NCAA bracket? Well, I usually root against anybody who's playing UConn. <laughs> <laughs> root against anyone playing UConn? Or root for anybody. Uh, okay. <laughs> is, is Ari Emma still there? Uh, I don't know, but I'm not a, I'm not okay. a huge, a huge fan of, of him. Okay. Um, there was a, well, I was watching a, a, a good game the other, the other day. The problem mm -hmm. is sometimes it's hard to, uh, to find them scheduled correctly because you, you, you do your talking remote on NCAA, uh, and they, they just show you all the men's games. They don't necessarily show you where right. the games are. Pretty sure that the women's tournament is on. Well, I think they're on tonight, which is like you know, Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, the, I think they're on at three o'clock in the morning uh, on uh, Univision or um, I don't know Nickelodeon Two uh, buried in there somewhere. Is this a problem? I mean, we we saw the social media. Uh, posts this week showing the the women's weight room compared to the men's weight room the the food being served to the to, to the women's players versus the men's is this a problem i mean i'm gonna eventually say yes it is a problem but elaborate i'll join in um <laughs> yes it's a problem um not necessarily where when they're being shown on tv that that you can just say yeah I mean, I think it should be more egalitarian. I think it should be more equal. Um, and that gets to the, the real point I'm going to make. But for TV ratings, it, it, if you want the, the men's tournament just to, to eat up all the prime time, get all the best slots, that's that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's free market, baby, right? Kind of thing? Well, yeah, and that's the problem. Because... The NCAA 
has this pretense of being for student <laughs> athletes and has this pretense of, <laughs> of, of, of being out there for the love of the game and, and for the celebration of the student athletes. And the only other thing comparable- We're all, we're all here to get an education. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we just want them all to have a good education here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the only thing I think comparable to the NCAA is the Olympics. And one of the great things about the Olympics is in the way they treat their athletes, they treat the male and female athletes pretty equally. You know, you don't you don't see the oh here we are in the Olympic Village and the men have these resources and and we have these other ones. Right. You know they might be biased based on sport, mm -hmm. but even then I re I don't see it too much. But here it was just disgusting. It was if you're going to operate under the pretense that this is for the promotion of sport, this promotion of student athletes and education, and then clearly go well the men make all the money so. Here is a set of barbells. You 64 women's teams share them. You know, here, <laughs> here is your lunch. Hope you like it. You know, here it's, is your but sweat. The thing about the, the, the weight room, and the, the small, you know, of like six dumbbells that are, you know, probably like a maximum. Uh, the heaviest one was probably like 10 pounds. Uh, the thing about that is someone legitimately had to make that decision and say, well, what are we, what are we giving the women and said, yes, this, and this is enough. And I, and I got to think that there's women in that room. Is there no women in that room at all? Uh, probably not, not, or probably there was no woman overseeing the input, the, you know, the, the execution of it. I, my 100% completely fabricated guess is what happened <laughs> is there was like a budget and a space. Uh -huh. And they said, you know, here's everything the guys need detailed down to it. And, you know, probably agreements with the universities of what's needed for the guys and then do something for the women too. And it yeah. went down yeah, and down and down right. the rungs. And then whoever did it was just like, we're out of money. Uh, yeah, we're out of money. Here's a set of barbells. It's like we did something. Like not thinking yeah. what it means to actually train with this. Not thinking of how people would feel. Just thinking I can check this off my list that the women were covered. Yeah, it's very much the the old separate but equal. It's like men have weights, women have weights. We're good here. Yeah. <laughs> if, if by definitions of weight you mean things that have mass? Yes, they both have weights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 think think that, I think the other thing that was really, really tone deaf is the fact that they figured there is no possible way that any female athlete would let this get out into the public. Like the fact that somebody didn't go oh, in yeah. beforehand and look around and be like, wait, um, some of our athletes are pretty damn influential. And when they see this, nonsense uh this is gonna go viral like it's it's completely mm -hmm. completely insane to me that nobody even after this was set up and we can make the 
I think that the the our fabricated guesses are not too far off, probably the way these sorts of decisions get made. Um, you know, but I have not heard anybody from the NCAA come out and try and try to and, and spin this in any possible way. I know that it's been corrected since that they've been given a different space, but um, that's another one of those cases where it's like um, what we really needed was a, a sort of fundamental culture shift that this sort of thing like we get it okay you put more weights in the room but like no you need to be there needs to be a culture change so it's the equivalent of opening yeah it's the equivalent of opening your box of cereal finding seafood in it complaining and then uh, nabisco whoever the hell make general mills goes oh right yeah that's totally our mistake here's a box of cinnamon toast crunch without seafood in it you're good now right like yes you did the bare minimum that you should have done to begin with i had to complain and then you i did absolutely nothing to like make compensation for the fact that you're shit and you treated me like an asshole well did you see the the room i mean it's like all right well the women need a weight room and uh, the, and I forget who, and I really feel bad that I, I don't have her name in front of me, but she posted, I think, to TikTok, not TikTok, um, Instagram. Oh, no, it was TikTok. It was, it was TikTok. TikTok yeah. And going like, oh, it's not that we don't have space, like turns around, like here's this yeah. huge open area. Well, they bring in the weights, and they also bring in like drapes and like pink and purple uplighting. <laughs> like the that most condescending. The too, wasn't there? <laughs> What's what? That wasn't on the men's side. No, <laughs> no. Oh, was not, that not, the, not the to make it more attractive? Yeah, well, no, to, it's, the, to the the female athlete. Yeah, nice and condescending there too. It's like <laughs> someone said it looked like a wedding reception, and it did. Yeah, but yeah. were we diffusing any essential oils in there as well? Oh, I'm or? sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know, like. You know, like you said, the, the 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 whole look. When we talk about professional, when we talk about professional sports, right? Yes, the the free market does dictate a lot of that stuff. It's like what what is bringing the revenue? I will say, I do not watch the WNBA largely because I, I don't. There's it's not it's not on very much. I know it is on. We don't have a Philadelphia team. Believe me, if we had a Philadelphia WNBA team, I would watch that for sure. Um, but that is all out the window when it comes to NCAA sports. Everything, I mean, everything should be equally provided for for both sides. So, you know, I don't know. Is there anything else that we you guys want to talk about on this topic at all? I just want to touch on one point where you said it should be equal. Apparently, Title Nine, you know, everything that's been sometimes celebrated, sometimes maligned, and usually by two different, you know, that varies who's celebrating it and who's who's mm-hmm. attacking it. But Title Nine doesn't cover the NCAA. It covers like the schools, but like the organization, they're they're not covered. Oh. By- See, I, I I thought that that was just I thought that was a strictly scholarship thing. You need to have this many scholarships for male athletes. You know what? That might be the case. Scholarships for I'm not an expert on it. I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. an, either, but I know it doesn't apply to the organization as a whole. Uh, one last 
thing sort of of note, I, I was watching a, a Good Morning America piece on this and something that they brought up was the like, like March Madness in itself. Um, like March Madness refers to the men's tournament. And like, so the, the, the Twitter account at March Madness, it, it is, if you, if you bring up the Twitter account at March Madness, the, the, uh, the description is the official NCAA March Madness destination for all things division one NCAA men's basketball. And they have not changed that since that report came out on good morning America. I think it was a few days ago. It still says that today. And it's just bizarre to me that the term March Madness strictly refers to the the, the men's bracket. Here's, here's the other thing that I think is interesting. I don't know if you, you guys have been watching on TV a lot. There's been a big push, especially, and maybe more so than I've ever noticed in, in the last couple of years. This particular March, there has been a big push about it being like, I don't know if it's, it's particularly about women's, like National Day of the Woman or like Women's Month, like March this year has been a there's been a big advertising push about all of those things. And if you watch coverage on the morning shows, you'll see that they they've gone out of their way to make a point to really focus some of these stories that they're covering on women and women's issues. So it is doubly um, tone deaf for the NCAA to not sort of read the tea leaves and not sort of look around and say, even if you're, you know, it, it, usually it's, it's very obvious what sort of things, are, the way things are driving. Like, why not take a second to be like, Oh, we have this whole huge tournament populated with women athletes. Why don't we highlight some stories from that tournament? Since that seems to be what the public is interested in right now. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to steamroll back in. I know I've been talking a lot tonight, but I'm like boiling over. <laughs> it's, um, because of both the things that you guys said. First, for to go, March Madness is just the, the men. It's just the, why? If you're trying to, if you're trying to sell, you love basketball. Here's nonstop basketball. That's just that's just bad marketing. It, it's just a bad idea to say that. Well, the men's product is the only one you should care about because that that's what they're saying when they go March Madness is only for the men's team, <laughs> and like it's going, it's only for the men's teams. What it's this? funny because oh, it's like I wonder if there's I wonder if there's upsets in the women's bracket. Yeah, I wonder like, if there's compelling storylines in the women's bracket. I haven't. I don't know. But the, yeah, we'll never selling, know. A huge selling point for me. You don't not, want to watch that, Brad. They, oh, the the favorites always win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, it, the 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 fun of March Madness, well, of the NCAA tournaments, I guess, is the fact that it's on nonstop. That. Yeah. What's on? It's game after game after game on, on multiple channels. Well, why the hell are you going, well, these games are lesser? For your own for your own pocket, you know, for your own bottom line. Build the games up as opposed to knock them down. And and Gene, you talk about 
you, you talk about that it was, you know, International Women's Day at the beginning of this month. I believe that's the 8th um, that, that March is Women's History Month. And that has been, I'm sure it's been around for a while, but it's been a push in, in recent years. But when you go, why don't you do more? It's, it's because people don't want to. And it, I, I'm not saying it's malice. I'm not saying it, it has a lot of forethought, but in any diversity initiative, the, the difference between getting it, getting getting what the point of, of diversity programs is and not, is, is how you approach it. This Is this to shut people up? Is this to say that you did it? Is this to go, we did our one thing one time and now we can be done? Because that's all the that's all the diversity initiatives that suck. That's all the ones that don't work. It's the we gave you your day. Why aren't you happy? What did I do wrong? You know, you know, as opposed to going, how can we be inclusive as a mindset? How can we how can we make these decisions on a daily basis that don't result? in a handful of dumbbells going, there's your women's weight room. You know, that doesn't happen when you commit to diversity, when you commit to, to building up underrepresented, you know, uh, people. And, oh, and, and, and it just hit like a ton of bricks when you say, Gene, when you, when you said it's International Women's Day, it's Women's History Month, why aren't they doing more? It, it it's because it's a burden or it's an obligation and maybe there isn't that malice maybe they think they're doing right but it's not how can we build our game how can we build our sport how can we how can we make sure this is a place that everyone wants to be a part of and then throw out your liberal utopian ideals because the more people who want to watch your damn sport, the more people who feel like it's for them are going to buy a jersey. You know, I've never owned a basketball jersey. Not once. Because for various reasons. But I've never had it. Dwayne Wade, I saw something him. Dwayne has a trans daughter. And he delivered this very casual but impassioned speech of like of like the moment he got it or, or that he was sharing a moment with her and they were watching the TV show pose going into this last season soon. It's good. Watch it. Um, they're watching the show pose and one character was thrown out of his home for being gay. And Dwayne Wade saw his daughter go, Oh my God, people can live like that. This, this could have happened to me if I had a different background. And it was just, just that mindset of, I want to make the world, I want to make what I love acceptable to everybody, not just his trans daughter, not just the gay community, not just women, not, not just black people, not white people, everybody. I wanted to go buy a damn jersey, you know? Like, I that made me want to go buy his jersey. And that's why you do this shit, not just because it's right, you know, but because... You, the more people you open up the game to, the more consumers you have. End of diatribe. <laughs>
Well, the, the other thing that drives me bonkers is you hear people say stuff like, well, I don't know any of the players in the women's bracket. How, how many of those players did you know on the 15th seed of the men's yeah. bracket? How many yeah. of those players did you know on the two seed of the men's bracket? Uh, sir, who only fills out one bracket a year. You, you also have every opportunity to learn about players in the women's bracket also. Yeah. I mean, it's not like yeah. it's the same hidden information that they keep the uh, locked away until March. Um, well, let's, you know, we're running out of time here. Um, and, you know, do you know one place where men and women are treated equally at all times? It's the penalty box. Damn straight. We try for that. We might fail. I don't, but... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We get, I don't know if we get enough women in the penalty box. Oh, like committing penalties? No. Yes. We're like, we're like yeah, we, yes, right, we we're, we're going to have to even these numbers out. We are. Yeah, we it's are. only right. Danny Ryland, you're, you're going in the penalty box one of these days, but not today. Um, Gene, let's see who's in your penalty box tonight. Gene, who is in your penalty box? Uh, so in my penalty box... I am going to um, all right. So this over the, during the week, I went out to um, to uh, you guys do the bubble tea. Oh, it's like, always a long story. <laughs> <laughs> we do the what bubble tea? Yeah, have you ever had the bubble tea? No, I've like it's like it. a drink with uh, like tapioca balls in it, right? Exactly. Basically, yeah. Or so, boba. Right. Sure. So, um, I mean, I'm just going to keep it very short. <laughs> <laughs> Much like myself. Um, what, what I think people that, that go to get Boba, but don't like the fricking bubbles, you should be on the penalty box. Why are you going to a bubble tea place and saying no bubbles? Why did you go there? What are you doing? It's like saying, it's like going to Rita's, but wanting it warm. I don't understand. So people that go to bubble tea places and, uh, don't order the bubbles. I think you need. Oh, all right. Now stop. Now, uh, now I regret making the the long story comment. The, it, I'm assuming there's a story where you went to a bubble I tea place and there was someone place who place didn't place. want the. They just wanted tea. Yeah, they just wanted. They said, and it's an option. They say to you, "Do you want? Do you want the bubbles or no bubbles?" I don't understand why that's even an option. Where would you go for just the tea? Uh, you if you were, if you were one of these people that don't like the the boba. Where would you go for the tea? I, I assume they're Wawa. Go to Wawa. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's I not know. hot tea, right? It's like iced tea, right? Yeah, as far as I know, I've never seen it hot. I don't know. Or is I don't, it like I green tea? Like I don't know. I've never been there. So I, this is it. the first place I've ever time I've ever gone where it was just a dedicated place, and not just like some. <laughs> so it's not just Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney right. World, yeah, no. Pandora. Yeah. No. Oh, woo, look at all the lights. <laughs> no, it was just a place. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so in in Pandora and Animal Kingdom, you get a salad, uh, and and the 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 dressing comes in the boba balls. Oh, really? And then you have to like break them open to get. Yes. Them. Oh, I had no. What idea. do you think about that? Uh, I I think I'd ask for the for the dressing <laughs> on the side. I don't know. Sarah's like, can we get onto the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing it's it's my i guess maybe the bigger the bigger issue is why go to a place that specializes in something and you don't want to participate in the specialty i mean like if there was a store that was called like the ketchup shop i wouldn't shop there because i hate ketchup 
So if you hate bubbles from the bubble tea place, just go to a different place. Go to Wawa. Okay. Um, if you don't like bubbles in your tea, well, you've burst Jean's bubble. Um, two minutes for bubbling up my tea when I want it flat. And Gene, I love your penalty boxes. We have a patter for the penalty box, and you almost get it, but... <laughs> it's like a mini Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, Dave, who is in your penalty box? Okay, I, I, I'm going to put... I'm not really sure who, who I'm actually putting in here, but there's this faux outrage whenever your team gets, quote-unquote, disrespected, um, and I saw an article today from like NBC Sports Philadelphia or something about when will the Sixers get national respect because uh, their NBA final finals odds are have them like sixth. Um, and look, <laughs> Las Vegas is not in the business of giving teams respect or disrespecting teams they're setting odds on where money is going to fall so really it would be the uh general betting public that would be showing disrespect for your team and if you're so incensed that the uh the odds are too long in your mind for your team to win the championship well then you know what you should probably bet on them because and put your money where your mouth is because you should want longer odds if you believe that your team is a title contender and you think they should have uh, uh, you know four to one odds instead of 12 to one odds so just put your money where your mouth is instead of calling WIP getting all these people all riled up posting on Facebook writing an article about like why does in Vegas respect the Sixers they're first in the east and, and why are the Nets favored to win the title right now so you know it's it's this like uh, I don't know crotchety old like sports talk caller that would get outraged by something like this Vegas doesn't care they just want your money they're just setting these where money will fall so for that I'm putting uh I don't know fake enraged people I don't know in the okay <laughs> fake enraged people that Dave just doesn't know about um you may not be getting respect but you are getting four to one odds take advantage of that Get some money in your pocket and two minutes for capitalism not being respected. And I, if anyone heard that, that's my bedtime reminder. So now you all know what time I go to bed when I'm not recording the show. Sarah, who's <laughs> in your penalty box? All right. So I'm happy no one took this um, one. The people who are in my penalty box this evening are Krispy Kreme. If you haven't heard of this, <gasps> Krispy Kreme is doing a promotion. If you go in and show that you've been vaccinated, it doesn't have to be both if you're doing Moderna or Pfizer. It just has to be proof of vaccination so Like for your one. CDC card that you posted on Facebook a million times. Exactly. Uh -huh. Take that in to Krispy Kreme and you will get a free glazed donut. And this isn't like limited oh, type yeah. thing. Well, I mean, that's great and all, but... Why are you rewarding people who've already been rewarded? You've like won the lottery twice. There are people out there who cannot get the vaccine, who are are going nuts about trying every day and night, trying to get themselves the vaccine. And then people go, I got the vaccine. 
and a donut. <laughs> so, like, share the wealth a little. You know, <laughs> so give the donuts to the people who weren't able to get vaccinated to kind of like soften the blow a little bit. Give everybody the donuts. <laughs> or, like, it, it, it's been a time. Just go. Krispy Kreme says we get it. Here, here's half a dozen glazed and no judgment. Um, that's what that's all I want. Um, or do it later. Do it towards you know in a couple months where it's like, hey, people aren't getting vaccinated. All right, get vaccinated, get a damn donut. But Krispy Kreme, you're getting a two minute minor. Lots of minors tonight. Uh, you're getting a two minute minor for rewarding those who have already been rewarded. Two minute minor. Share that donut wealth. I mean, it's, oh, sorry, was that too loud? Um, it's a good way to get vaccinated people into your store. You know. It's- uh anyway that's guest star in tonight's philadelphia's capitalism (laughs) that's true uh that's all the time we have for uh today we will actually be off next week uh for spring break spring break uh so we'll be back uh not next tuesday but the tuesday after and we'll have a whole buttload of stuff to talk about between now and then i'm sure but you know you know we'll miss you that time um if you haven't done so already please remember to rate review and subscribe to the show on itunes or wherever you get your podcast uh also check us out on social media facebook twitter and instagram just search potadelphia uh also be sure to check out the painted lines for all your philly sports coverage wall-to-wall plus a whole bunch more uh uh stuff um if you have any more time in your podcast listening week be sure to check out the whip around uh for all the week's uh weird news also i'm wearing my houston asterisks shirt today in case anyone thought maybe i was wearing a houston astros shirt no it's the houston asterisks as your weekly reminder that the astros cheated and don't ever let them forget it all right um what else do we have to talk about anything else anything else i need to plug the painted lines network do we mention them we did we did the painted lines network then we're good all right have a great day at work everybody we are out of here <laughs>